G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Hello, Jenny. Welcome along to 2020. Great to be with you now. I must say, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Jenny Stokes. I don't know whether you have any celebration down your way. Well, we, we don't personally, Neil, but um, I actually do have uh, great-great-grandparents that came from, from Ireland and were actually married at Scots Church in, in Melbourne. So when, and they both came separately and then were married here. So I do have a little bit of Irish background myself. <laughs> and I think, you know, most Aussies uh, who've been around for a while and you've got that sort of uh, Anglo uh, heritage are going to have some sort of Irish in our backgrounds. And I know that there's some Irish in my background too if I go back many, many generations. Jenny, great to talk to you as always on a Thursday and let's get into some of the sorts of topics that you might have been following along. I suspect you've been following what's happened with the safe schools debate and with the review and uh, with all of the uh, animosity that's flying in all sorts of directions, uh, even within the coalition and from everybody outside talking about what's happening, a petition that's being signed and MPs signing letters saying we want a, a whole Senate review of this whole thing. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on how everything's begun to unfold with that safe schools debate? Well, certainly um, over the last few weeks, we've seen an amazing um, revelation. And I think because they've actually put this, particularly I think the Year 7 curriculum, the All of Us curriculum that was put up to say, look, this is what we actually think should be taught to children as young as 12 or 11. And, uh, and certainly that's what we started out with. We'd, we'd written about the program for a long time. And by actually doing a briefing, a review of the curriculum and what content was in the material, I think that really started a, a bit of a shake-up to say, look, actually, it's not just sort of, you know, some airy-fairy teach these ideas. It was actually, this should be actually be taught in class. So I think that's actually been a big, big thing for the for the concern. And certainly some of the Conservative MPs and, and lots of other people have been writing um, about it. Lots of uh, uh, Conservative commentators have been looking at it and saying it's, it's terrible. In fact, Andrew Bolt wrote this week that it was uh, bullying children into becoming gender fluid, that if you talk to the whole class of Year 7s about being gender being fluid, then they all start to think, well, maybe I'm that way too. And um, showing gender on a spectrum is, you know, is just not the way things are. We are male and female. And so I think that's been good. The, the review, I think that was some of the politicians are saying now been done in, in haste. There's only been two or three weeks. It hasn't actually looked at the, the scope of the material and what's actually taught. Um, and I think uh, difficult to do that in a couple of weeks for Professor Loudon. Uh, that report's been handed in. He gave a briefing to MPs on Tuesday night. And so Erica Betts was saying, you know, that it was good that they got a briefing about it, but still huge concerns and hadn't addressed all the things. And, of course, they would like to see the program out of schools. 
um, as well as just not funded by the government. And uh, that review is expected to be released uh, later this week. So we're expecting the review to come out and we can have a bit more of a closer look at it when, when that happens. And you know it might be imminent uh, when we say later this week and, uh, you know, that note that I have, uh, the government's response to the report will be released by the end of this week. Well, it's already Thursday. Does that mean That's that right. we might likely hear about this tomorrow? I mean, this is going to be an ongoing uh uh, controversy and pot- potentially just uh, over into the weekend and ongoing beyond that. Uh, well, that's right, and I'm expecting that, you know, that could be today, it could be tomorrow, so we're certainly, they're saying, yes, we're going to release that and have a government response from the Education Minister who's been supportive of the program or supporting of the principles of the program. And the thing is, it depends what you think the principles of the program are. And if it's to stop bullying, we all agree that we shouldn't have bullying. But this program does far more than that, of course, as we've talked about before. And we had a rally in Melbourne yesterday and I gave a a speech and I'll be sending that out later today. And really about, you know, the ideology behind it, you know, who's behind the research, what's actually presented. This is material that doesn't just address bullying. It actually addresses the inclusiveness and diversity and promoting that and being, you know, the norm and, in fact, criticising, you know, they say they criticise heteronormativity. And as I pointed out... The word heteronormativity is not a word you'd expect 12-year-olds to understand. And, in fact, one of the lesson plans actually has a group discussion about heteronormativity and with ideas that, you know, saying asking if a, a guy has a, a, a girlfriend is wrong. You should ask a boy if he has a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and that would be, you know, the, the proper thing to say to somebody, and it's just, just nonsense. And asking if a boy, a baby is a boy or a girl is offensive, you know, that's because that's heteronormative. And, and these ideas are what's being put there. And, and I think sometimes when people think, oh, it's just about bullying, they actually don't realise what's being taught. And, uh, and that's the key. Interesting when we talk about who's being harmed in all of this, because I know that there are salvos being fired at the conservative side of politics, uh, those politicians. And, of course, there are salvos being fired at the church saying, uh, uh, you're talking about this and uh, getting up in arms about it. And what it's doing is harming a lot of uh, people who... Uh, young people who might be uh, confused about sexual identity. Well, uh, the idea of gender ideology, it's actually doing perhaps more harm to children uh, than than the fact that uh, there might be some objections to what's being taught. Well, absolutely. And I think if, you know, they'll quote their own research, which is often self-select volunteer studies to say, well, 75% of children, you know, LGBTI, you know, young people are being abused. That's in their own reflections in a self-select study um so what what you have to look at is a little beyond that and just sort of say well actually what is the research really doing and vicky jansen at the rally yesterday we had in melbourne against the safe schools coalition here in victoria she quoted a dr delaney skerritt from a a team of researchers from the australian institute for suicide research and prevention now one of the big things that's put here is well it's going to help um stop suicides of lgbti people and uh, because we'll be accepting and affirming. Now, what he found in, in his research, Dr. Delaney Skerritt found that a leading cause of suicide among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex people is stress from their rom- romantic partners. And Dr. Skerritt said, we tend to assume that the psychological distress that LGBTI people are often going through is due to family rejection or perhaps society rejection, but it seems that's not so much the case. The conflict seems to be largely related to relationship problems with partners. 
And that's a really key thing that's actually different to what they're getting in the Safe Schools Coalition. You know, we need to be doing this program because it'll help stop suicide if they're accepted. But the stress, as Dr. Delaney Skerritt found, is often from relationship stress, relationship problems. So that's a key thing, I think, that's not getting out there and it's certainly not being taught in the Safe Schools Coalition material. And what's come to light, Jenny Stokes, is not just that this Safe Schools Coalition program is being taught in just over 500 schools in Australia, but uh, that there is a plan to have that uh, normalised for the regular uh, curriculum uh, in Victoria over the next few years and the other overflow, of course, uh, into all sorts of other issues that are being taught to children as young as toddlers and preschoolers. Uh, This is a major, major concern because... Because parents feel as though we have the right to be able to teach our children these things, but the state seems to be assuming that right. Well, that's that's right. And certainly when you talk about young children, and um, one of the things that's come up in the last few weeks is a book called The Gender Fairy. And in The Gender Fairy, it was written by a mother whose child thought they were a boy. And the, the son, or the, the new son, the, the changed transition child, transitioned in, in prep to become the opposite gender to their birth gender, their birth sex. And so, you know, this is now a boy. And the thing is that you're really affirming in that child that's the way they are. And she's written a book called The Gender Fairy, Two Transgender Children. The gender fairy is non-binary. That's one of their gender terms, not being male or female. And so what we've got is this book being recommended for libraries, for preschool, for kindergarten children to understand that this is all perfectly normal. So we're putting these ideas in children's minds. One of the interesting things, and when last week we read the statement by the American College of Pediatricians, and one of the statements in there, and they actually quote it from the DSM-5. Now, the DSM-5 is a diagnostic standards manual. It's the, you know, the manual, if you like, for, you know, psychological and mental health disease, you know, across the board, and that's just been revised. And DSM-5 actually says, that if children have some sort of gender confusion or they have some of these gender things during the time they're growing up, it's a very turbulent time, um, that the actual official documents say from the research that up to 98% of boys change their mind and they actually adopt and accept the reality and as they move through puberty and get out of the other end, they actually adopt and live their, their, their traditional birth, gender, sex that they're born with, or, you know, being a boy. And 88% of girls do the same thing. So if we're actually enforcing as young as five, as young as these primary school ideas that gender is, you know, who, how you feel... And and it's sort of ironical. They talk about it's how you feel, so that can be fluid, it can be changeable, all this sort of thing. But they're actually cementing children into absolutely swapping that gender, you know, from male to female or female to male at very young ages. They're really cementing that into that. So, you know, that's a real concern of what's happening in that area. So we've got the gender area and the sexuality area. Both are a huge concern. And Jenny Stokes, when you read of this type of inclusion in what you mentioned as the Diagnostic Standards Manual for the American College of Pediatricians, doesn't that tell you that people who are academics and uh, who people who are working in this field, they would look at that manual and they would take some level of guidance from that because that is true research which has found its way into the standards manual Uh, and that would indicate wouldn't it that this whole debate is really ideologically driven it's not necessarily not medically driven 
because otherwise it wouldn't be in that manual. Well, that's indeed the case. And so the problem is that, in fact, I'm doing a little thing on what happens with with schools around Australia um, on the issue of transgender children. And a lot of them actually quote the legislation and the legislation, the sort of anti-discrimination legislation says you, you can't discriminate against somebody on the basis of their sexual orientation or their gender identity. And what they're saying then is if a child comes along, even at primary school, and says, well, I'm the opposite sex now, then you have to accept, you have to affirm that, you have to give them appropriate toilets and all this sort of thing. So you get into this, you know, having gender neutral toilets and various other things. And that's where you've got that. And they're actually relying on this sort of anti-discrimination law, which we actually see as really problematic. So that's, that's sort of all happening in this area. And at the same time, I just want to mention too what's really happening with the, safe, the National Safe Schools Framework. And so most people won't actually know that this Friday, that's tomorrow, the 18th of March, is the National Day of Action Against Bullying and Violence. And it's actually run by the official Australian government website called Bullying No Way. Um, there's, there's a National Safe Schools Framework. It was written back in 2003. It's endorsed by all the state and education department state education department ministers plus the Commonwealth Minister for Education. And that National Safe Schools Framework, it focuses on bullying is wrong for any reason and any form of bullying. Um, And that framework, the official document, doesn't actually mention any of the words that the Safe Schools Coalition goes into, like gay, homophobia, uh, gender identity. None of those things are mentioned. It's just the principles that bullying is wrong and we should be kind and respectful to others. Um, there's an f- official government website called the Safe Schools Hub, and from that comes this Bullying No Way website and the official day of uh, against uh, National Day of Action Against Bullying and Violence. So we would say, and I, p- I put out a post this week so people can read it, we should be focusing on the general overall anti-bullying program, getting getting children to um, under the program like Choose Respect, which is a Western Australian program. It encourages people to have care and consideration for others, to be kind and respectful um, to the other children. And that's what we need to be focusing on, not this sort of indoctrination that's coming through the Safe Schools Coalition, which is ideologically driven by people who are actually active in the LGBTI community. Well, there's plenty more to be said. And as we mentioned, uh, awaiting what the government's response will be to that report on the Safe Schools Coalition. It's to be released by the end of this week, so it could happen today or it could happen tomorrow. As I understand it, the former Prime Minister, Tony Abbott's among 30 or more MPs who've signed a petition for the Safe Schools program to be defunded pending the outcome of a review. Well, Jenny Stokes from Salt Shakers, I'll point people to the Salt Shakers website. Simply Google Salt Shakers. And if you want to become informed as to what's going on behind the scenes and a lot of the things you won't hear in the mainstream media, uh, a lot of the detail and the research and links to those, you can find those on the Salt Shakers website. Jenny, great talking to you as usual. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.